Hey there, this is Alana Terry. We are going to be talking today about running sales and price promotions for your books and some of the best practices for how to do this. First of all, I want to talk about some of the benefits as well as some of the warnings. The benefits of running limited time sales is it gives readers an excuse to want to buy your book now, as opposed to hearing about your book and saying, oh, eventually I'll get back to that. I'm sure most of us have done stuff like this when it comes to watching a TV show or a movie, we see it, we hear someone mention it and we're like, oh yeah, I'll get to that eventually. And then we never really, really think about it. So this can be a great way to get people who have expressed interest in your books, but still haven't gone to buy into your readership. This is also a really nice way to get some energy into a book that maybe is part of your backlist. It's been years since you launched it. Not many people are finding it organically. This can be a really nice way to revive an old title. It's also a really good way to find new readers and those readers hopefully will go on to read other books of yours as well. One of the things to be careful about though is you don't want to run these price promotions all the time in most cases. Most of the time if you run a price promotion all the time, if every day at least one of your books is 99 cents as an example, some of your readers are never going to pay full price for your book. Now, if you have over a hundred books and you're making really good money and you love the readers you have and, and you don't feel like your subscriber list is full of readers who are kind of entitled and just expecting free things from you, absolutely. If you've got that many books, run, run five price promotion sales a week if you feel like it. But if not, just keep in mind, this is something to be used sparingly, kind of like cliffhangers in a series. They can be really effective, like one book out of 10. If you do a massive cliffhanger in every single book, it turns kind of gimmicky and your readers might get a little upset or frustrated. Next up, I want to give you kind of a checklist for if you are putting together one of these price promotions. It can be a really nice way, like I said, to gain eyes and sales and revive an old title. It can also be a really good excuse for you to get something optimized. So first up, I recommend you check your blurb. Make sure that it's as good as if you were to have written it today. If you've written books and have not looked at their blurbs in the last three to five years or longer, it's probably time to eventually do this anyway. And so running a price promotion can be a good reason for you to just kind of get these optimizing things on your to-do list and just get them done. Next up after your blurb is just perfect. I would say, look at your back matter. My favorite thing to do is to have my back matter point to the next book that I want the reader to get. That could be the next book in the series, or it could be something that's tangentially related. So what I'm going to ask myself is, if they loved this book, what is the most obvious thing that they are going to want to read next? And I have that the only thing in my back matter. Some people will tell you to also include things like joining your newsletter list and things like that. That can be a good option if you're if you're brand new and trying to grow your list and stuff. If your goal is really just to get the most bang for your buck and the most sales, I recommend having your back matter very short and sweet. You can offer a chapter, I'd say one to three chapters. And this has been shown when BookBub studied it to increase the percentage of people who went on to buy the next book. Um, so how I like to do it is basically the end. And then a short couple paragraphs talking up the next book, a link to buy the book, the first 
one to three chapters of the book and then one more link to buy it. That's all I put in the back matter. If you are wide in as much as you can, I like having the back matter point to the correct retailer. So my KDP version, I will have pointing to my Amazon sales links. My Kobo version, I'll have pointing to my Kobo sales link. If you're publishing on something like draft digital you can just send them to a link on your website or a universal link where they can choose where they want to read it from. Next up, I want you to remember your international pricing. So when you change your pricing, it goes from, let's say you're going from $3.99 to $0.99. Cents. Now it's going to automatically change in all of the different currencies. So just give it a glance, make sure that it kind of makes sense. And the other thing technically that all the retailers want you to do is they don't want you to be a lower price somewhere else. So if you're 49 cents in India or rupees in India on Amazon, they want you to have that same price when you're selling in India on Kobo, for example. So that's one more step for authors who are wide to just kind of make sure that your international prices match. If you're just publishing on Amazon and you're going to lower to 99 cents, Go ahead and give the other um, international stores a glance to make sure that the numbers that kind of self-populate when you change the U.S. currency make sense. And you don't have something really weird like $1.32 in Australia or something like that. When it comes time to promote your sale, I definitely encourage you to do some deal stacking. And so you can definitely apply for a book bug feature deal. That's one that's going to have the most bang for its buck. There are also genre specific sites or sites like Fussy Librarian that send out emails based on people's reader preferences that you can apply for. The nice thing is those don't cost as much as a book bug feature deal and they're easier to get. E-Reader News Today is another one. Basically, if you don't know kind of what the big promo sites are for your genre, you could do some Googling and you can also ask authors in your genre. So I would apply at the very least for a couple of these deals. When you stack them, you get a little bit of a benefit in the algorithm. So as opposed to having your book at 99 cents for a month and on week one, you get one promotion and then 10 days later, you have a different promotion. And then eight days later, it's being promoted somewhere else. If you squeeze that all into a week, it actually helps boost your rank faster. So if that's one of your important goals, then uh, stacking multiple promos in a shorter window of time is better than doing a promo here, waiting a week or two, doing a promo there or so on. If you are going to be doing paid ads, what I encourage you to do is think about how much money you're willing to spend per sale. Most authors that I work with, if I'm looking at somebody's Amazon ads dashboard, for example, and they're trying to get an extra thousand sales for a 99 cent book because they're trying to hit the USA Today list or something like that. In general, if we can get that author one sale for a dollar, then we're feeling pretty good. Now, if you do the math, because you're only going to get a small royalty percentage that might mean that you're going to lose some money, which hopefully you can make back by things like page reads or series read through. So basically you need to have your own budget and just ask yourself, what am I willing to spend to get one of these sales? And as fun as it can be, don't go over that amount, right? So let's say you want to sell a thousand copies of your book in a week and you've got a thousand dollar budget. 
okay, go ahead and do that. But then let's say that you're just 50 sales short, but you're totally out of budget. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go beyond that until you see and know that you're making more money back from series reads or things like that. When we talk about paid ads at places like Amazon, Facebook, BookBub click deals, BookBub click deals are great for just a fast flash sale. That's probably going to be the best way because BookBub readers are very voracious. They will pick up your book. And if you have in your image, this is 99 cents for a limited time, they're going to be very incentivized to buy it. The other nice thing about BookBub is you don't have to have huge budgets. Next up, I would recommend Facebook ads. Those are more hit or miss these days, and it's probably the easiest platform to overspend. And Amazon ads are somewhere in the middle. Amazon ads are tricky because they don't always turn on, and so you can't really predict how much they are going to spend. A lot of people ask me if they should pause their Amazon ads when they run a sale, and I generally tell them not to. It's something that you can do if you must make money immediately. If you need, if you only have one book and that one book is going to be 99 cents and you cannot spend more than that book makes, then you probably should pause your Amazon ads because like I said, you're only going to be getting like 30 cents when somebody buys that book. And often a click on Amazon costs more than that, right? So unless you're in that boat, um, if you're in that boat, turn them off just for the week, pause them, and you could turn it back on when it goes back to full price. If you're not in that boat, if you if you don't need it to be immediate profit from only selling one book, if you have things like page reads revenue or series read through, then you can absolutely go through and keep your Amazon ads going. And what you'll find is sometimes it's going to jumpstart Amazon ads that had kind of died. And so it can be really, really beneficial. If you're worried about overspending, be, it be in your dashboard a little bit more than normal. Amazon ads can be a tiny bit of set it and forget it. And so maybe you're only checking like once a week, twice a week. In a case like this, if you're worried about overspending, because more people are going to click when they see that it's 99 cents, I would go ahead and recommend to check, you know, once a day, probably. Um, so those are the kind of three platforms. A few other things that you can do to kind of get more buzz around your book. You could do some type of giveaway. This can incentivize, especially people who already know your book and follow your book to feel like sharing it with others. Putting it out on social media, doing videos where you're telling people about your book, maybe, you know, reading teasers from it, things like that. Asking other authors to share on social media can also be pretty effective. And just be careful, like I said, that you're not doing this so often that people are just accustomed to waiting to get your book at a discount. So hopefully that gave you some great ideas of how to run a price promotion. And I hope that your promotion... Thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. Today's episode has been sponsored by BetterHelp that provides secure online counseling with a licensed professional therapist. I'm a really private person, so I was nervous to start counseling, but I'm really thankful for how easy they made the process. When you sign up, you fill out this form, and then they use your answers to match you with just the right therapist. It's easy to set up your appointments, and you can chat with your therapist via messages or phone or video, and you can also switch therapists anytime. 
It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they also have financial aid packages. So don't let the cost be the reason not to pursue talking to somebody. The writing life can be hard and sometimes lonely, and we're really not meant to go and do it alone. I'm really thankful for my therapist and for all the insights that have been coming up in my appointments. Like I said, I was pretty scared at the beginning because I didn't know what to expect, but now my biggest regret is honestly not doing it sooner. BetterHelp is giving successful writer listeners 10% off your first month of counseling. Just go to betterhelp.com slash Alana to start your therapeutic journey today.